Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Real to Deal podcast. My name is Stephanie Pinay, and I am your host for today's episode, which is our final episode, part seven out of seven on homebuyer tips. So thank you so much for staying with me throughout these podcasts. I hope that I've provided you with some tips. And to close it all off, we are going to talk about closing costs, closing and related costs. So I did touch on these throughout the episodes, and now I'm going to wrap it all up. To explain it, closing costs are the legal, administrative, and disbursement fees associated with buying a house. So understanding these fees will help you budget more accurately. And remember that there are additional costs over and above the price of the home, and these are them. So let's dive in. How much land transfer tax will you have to pay? The land transfer tax I talked about a little bit in an earlier segment. It's a one-time tax levied by your province when you purchase a property. The tax is based on a percentage of the purchase price of the property, and it does vary from province to province. Now, as I mentioned earlier, some municipalities also charge a land transfer tax like Toronto. So that bites. But if you go to landtransfertax.ca, you can just plug and play the numbers in there. I use it all the time and it'll spit out what land transfer tax you will owe. So if you live outside of Toronto, then you only pay your provincial land transfer tax. Thank goodness. If you live inside Toronto, make sure to calculate both municipal and provincial land transfer tax. So Land transfer tax is your first cost. Um, And don't forget also the rest of your down payment is due. So if you are planning on putting 20% down payment and you already gave the brokerage 5%, then you owe the other 15% in dollar amount on closing in a bank draft. So remember that as well. Also, have you budgeted for the associated legal costs? Your legal costs will cover your lawyer's fees or in Quebec, your notary's fees, but these will include uh, reviewing the terms of the offer. So making sure that I did my job and have everything, uh, the offer is timely and accepted and signed in the proper places. They're going to conduct a title search on the property. The title search is in the agreement of purchase and sale. And typically I put it 10 business days before the closing of the property. That would give us enough time to negotiate anything outstanding that they found on title. So if your lawyer searched title and found out that there was another mortgage uh, owed on the property, or if they own their, or sorry, if they rent their furnace or air conditioner, or if they have outstanding debt to a contractor, perhaps, these are all going to come up on the title. So this title search is done by the lawyer. And if there's anything outstanding, then it's your realtor's job to work with the seller's realtor to figure out who's going to pay for what and how this is all going to go down on closing date. So very important. Now, registering a new title, there is a cost to that, which is kind of nominal. Um, They also obtain other relevant documents like surveys, evidence of liens, um, things like that. So they they take time to review those documents. They also check the statement of adjustments for the taxes, utility and fuel bills, and any other costs that have been prepaid by the seller at the date of closing. So I know I sound like a broken record. I know I've said this before in this series, but your lawyer is going to, this is part of the disbursement. So for example, if the seller did prepay the property taxes for the whole entire year and you buy in June, then you are going to credit the seller for those property taxes and you won't have any property taxes out of your pocket for what you already paid on closing date. So that's an example of a popular disbursement. Um, Every disbursement is going to be different depending on the house and the seller and what they've already paid. So make sure that you budget for the legal costs associated with your closing costs. 
Now, the other related cost, which isn't a closing cost, but you might need a home inspection. Home inspector assesses a property's condition and they tell you if something isn't working properly or needs to be changed, or if it's just totally unsafe and it doesn't uh, meet building code. So they may be able to identify where there have been problems in the past, such as a leaking basement, termite damage, things like that. I'll tell you right now, home inspections never turn out perfect. There's always some little things that need to be done, but there are such things as as pretty perfect home inspections when just minor things need to be done, you know, like putting airflow in the basement or adding another vent or something like that. So a home inspection typically costs $400 to $450 um, around the Hamilton Burlington area. If the home is bigger, then that you might charge more. If it's a condo, then it might be about half that price. Now, in the hot market, home inspectors were also offering pre-home inspections. So if you are in a multiple offer scenario and say today is Wednesday and the seller wanted to look at offers on Friday, you can do a pre-home inspection so you can come to the seller with a firm offer with no conditions. So if you wanted to, if you say we're in competition with five other people, but you knew that they probably wouldn't accept your offer unless it was firm, you might want to do a home inspection, say it's Wednesday today, you can do a home inspection tomorrow on Thursday, and then your inspector will tell you all the red flags about the properties, and then you can decide what purchase price you're going to offer them based on what you know about the property. So uh, pre-home inspections can be really helpful if you're in a multiple offer situation. Um, And, you know, you might decide to not even move forward on that, knowing what you know now, where I'll give you a certain scenario that I went through a couple years ago. Uh, A buyer of mine was preparing to go into multiple offers. So we did a pre-home inspection. We found out that there are asbestos tiles. The chimney was falling down. It was a fully renovated house, but there were a lot of problems that they were hiding. And luckily, the inspector was able to point those out. You know, outdated plumbing, things like that. They can't always see what's behind the walls, Um, like a bee's nest, for example. Yeah, that's happened too. Um, So there are some things that they cannot identify. But a lot of the time, inspectors will be able to tell you with their moisture meters and with all these cool gadgets that they have, what your biggest problems are going to be. So unfortunately, if you're doing a pre-home inspection, you're not really able to negotiate the purchase price. um, But you are going to be going into that knowing what you know about the house. uh, Whereas other buyers who didn't do a home inspection, they could offer more money and win the house. But then they might have to deal with all this crap that you found out previous to. Um, And then, hey, they might, the deal might fall through or they might want to move or something like that. You never know. So always so very good to get a home inspection, especially if it's conditional upon home inspection. I'd give yourself five business days to do your home inspection. Then you can take the time to get the report back and review what's going on. And then you'll have some time to negotiate further with the seller off of the purchase price which is, I'd say the main reason of getting a home inspection is if there's a bunch of red flags in your property, things that don't meet building code, you can go back to the seller and ask for some money off of the purchase price. Doesn't mean that they're going to give it to you, but they could be willing to negotiate. So for example, if you find that the uh, basement toilet leaked and you need to replace the floors because the floors are damaged and you need to basically gut the bathroom, um, and maybe the sellers didn't know this. So you can go back to the sellers and say, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we now have to spend $10,000 on the bathroom reno. Will you take $10,000 off the purchase price? They could say no, but we'll give you five grand off the purchase price. So 
if it is if the offer is conditional on home inspection, you're still able to negotiate. So that's why it's very important to get an offer wrapped up with condition of home inspection. So there might be some wiggle room in price, depending on how flexible the seller is, depending on if there's a lot of other buyers or if there's no other buyers, how long it's been in the market. And maybe they've already had another offer and it's fell through on home inspection. So they know and they can tell you these things. Either way, home inspection is related cost. So budget for about 400 bucks, 450 bucks. And that is when you're initially making your offer. Okay. So what other costs can you inspect? Let's see, you've got interest adjustments between the date of closing and your first mortgage payment. So keep that in mind. GST and HST on a new home or a home that's been extensively renovated. So if, you, if you've renovated your house extensively and you've taken down every wall and there's barely anything left of your home, you might actually have to pay HST on that purchase price. Um, so if a, sorry, if a seller renovated the whole home and they're trying to sell it now, you guys could be subject to HST. Also, new homes, if you're not if you buy a brand new home or condo and you're planning on flipping it and selling it as soon as you get the keys, then it's subject to HST. If you're gonna live in it or rent it out for at least one year, you can get your HST rebate or your builder can. So talk to your realtor if you're buying a new home or if you're buying a home that's been extensively renovated. Extensively renovated counts as um I think in our area now, it's if you keep 10% of the original structure, it is not subject to HST. But if you demo your whole house, then you might be subject to HST. So speak with your accountant because it might be subject to HST. Another related cost would be uh, title insurance to provide coverage for losses related to title fraud, survey issues, problems with the title, uh, and challenges to the ownership of your home. I did touch on that before if there was any outstanding um, rental rental contracts on title or contractors owed money, things like that. Those are going to all come up on title. Title insurance covers that. So I believe it's around 400 bucks to purchase title insurance. And I think it's actually mandatory by a lot of mortgagors that you buy title insurance because if there's, for example, somebody else on title or there's um, maybe somebody in a second position for a mortgage and you didn't know that, that could be your liability if you don't have title insurance. So title insurance is a no-brainer. You definitely want to purchase that when you're talking to your lawyer. Also, think about your service charge hookups from utility companies like electricity, gas, internet, TV. That could be pretty small compared to other things like your lawyer's fees. But remember that there's charges to hook up your electricity, to open accounts for your utilities and stuff like that. So Burlington is different than Hamilton. You know, Hamilton, you have your water and hydro on the same bill. It's not like that everywhere. So whatever municipality you're looking in, remember to look up those service charges from your utility companies as well. You could also be subject to appraisal fees. Uh, for example, if your mortgage company wants to do an appraisal on the house before closing date, your mortgage broker usually pays for it, but they could pass that charge on to you, especially if you're getting a refinance rather than just purchasing a house. It's like 400, 500 bucks for an appraisal, but that depends. And you're going to have to talk to, the, to your lawyer about appraisal fees and if you are subject to them. The other thing you got to remember is your moving costs. Moving costs um, could range anywhere from, you know, 500 to thousands of dollars, depending on how much you got to move. So get some quotes um, <clears throat> long before your closing day and book it long before your closing day, especially, especially, especially 
if you're moving on the first of the month, on the first of the month in the spring and summer seasons, especially the summer, um, the, the moving companies book up pretty quick. It's something that you might not think about. And I didn't even think about until, um, anyways, there's a whole story about, uh, all these tenants who are trying to move into this rental apartment downtown and they were stuck with their trucks and it was just madness. So remember book your moving company, know how much it costs. So it's not a surprise. Of course, if you um, have to store your stuff, you got to think about storage costs. If you leave your current residence before you're able to move into your new home, these um, this all has to do with time is of the essence in real estate, lining up your closing dates. I don't want to get too far into lining up your closing dates, um, but just for storage costs sake, you probably if you are selling your house and you're moving into a new house, you probably want your closing dates to overlap a little bit. So what I always recommend to negotiate with my sellers is if you're selling your house, get the keys to your new house about at least a week before giving up the keys to your old house. This will give you some time to clean your new house and clean your old house and just get settled in, paint, do whatever you got to do. Um, but if your realtor, or if you had to, you know, it could just be as simple as getting more money. Somebody just couldn't give you the closing date you wanted. It comes down to that sometimes. You can't always get what you want. So maybe you got the price you want, but you didn't get the closing date you want. And you had to move twice. So if you have to put your stuff in storage before moving into your new house, remember to uh, to think about those storage costs, get some quotes. How much is it going to cost you so it won't be a surprise? Of course, an exciting related clause uh, cost is furniture and appliances. So if you need to furnish your new house, remember that stuff's not cheap. So uh, when you're shopping for your house, again, it's on your needs and wants list. Do you want something move-in ready or something that uh, needs a little bit more work? So if it is turnkey, it probably comes with brand new stainless steel appliances. Not a lot of places come with furniture unless it's an estate sale or you ask your realtor to negotiate furniture. If you're a first-time home buyer, you can easily ask the home buyer or the sellers for anything in their house. I always tell everyone when we're going through houses, if you see anything in the house you like, let's ask for it. Whether it be a painting, tables, chairs, outdoor furniture, whatever it may be, we can ask. It is everything's negotiable. But Another related cost is just making sure that you have enough left over for your furniture and appliances, anything you might need. So think about that as well. If you are selling your house, remember the real estate commissions. So real estate commissions in the Hamilton Burlington area are typically four to 6%. Let's call it 5% real estate commissions. Remember, unfortunately, those are subject to HST. So talk to your realtor, make sure they explain that HST is above and beyond the real estate percentage commission. So if you're paying $25,000 in real estate commissions, that's $25,000 plus 13% HST. All right. So that's if you're only if you're selling, if you're buying, you don't need to pay your realtor's commission. So remember that. And this segment has been for home buyers and you might be buying and selling a home which makes things a little bit more antsy but don't worry your your realtor uh, has enough experience to line up everything for you and if you have any questions at all I'm happy to help understand anything about the buying process so that is uh, your closing and related costs which is part seven out of seven out of home buyer tips so now that you've arrived at your destination, it's time to enjoy a new home. So congratulations. You have got your keys after you've paid all your closing costs. So closing date, the house is yours. You get your keys and you start paying your mortgage. <laughs> congratulations on becoming a homeowner. 
So those are the seven steps to buying a house. I hope that you found um, a few tips and tricks and you got some knowledge out of that. And of course, if you have any other questions, leave it in the comments. You can ask me anything. Um, you can find me on Facebook at The Realty Deal, Twitter at uh, Your905 Realtor. I'm also on Pinterest at The Realty Deal. I'm on Instagram as The Realty Deal. Or you can just shoot me an email at Stephanie at, you guessed it, therealtydeal.com. So guys, thank you so, so very much for tuning into the seven part series about how to buy a house. I hope that you found some interesting information and I hope that I can help you on your home buying journey because it is so exciting. I'm so excited for you guys. So if you need to re-listen to part one um, or just ask me how to get started, it's easy. You just need money. <laughs> so let me know when you're ready. I'm ready when you are. And thank you so much for liking and sharing this podcast with anybody you know who's thinking about buying, selling, or investing in real estate in the greater Hamilton and Burlington area. So thanks so much, guys, and I will talk to you soon.